welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, your home for local sports here in the 574. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, brought to you today by not Pepsi. Ah, yes. Yeah, sadly. No sponsorships today. If you want to sponsor the show, please. Anyone. Hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. You can just contact Kenny. No, you can contact our, our podcast at podcast at the com for any sponsorship uh, ideas. We'll take one cent of your of your money. We don't care. We'll take money. Anyways. We'll take all of your money. Yeah, that's true, too. Just give us your bank account information, all that fun stuff. We'll be totally fine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Anyways, welcome to episode 16 of the Good Fight Sports Podcast. My name is Nick Shirk. I have returned after a long hiatus. I'm joined today by the one and only host of the show, Kenneth Devon Kramer II. Ah, thank you, Nicholas Lee Shirk. There you go. I remember nice it this time. Nice job. Squirted on June 13th, 2023. Yes, sir. And long hiatus an episode hiatus to the yeah people, it's fair the people listening they it have was. no idea how long the hiatus actually is because you it, were on the indy 500 that's true that's true it just feels like a lot longer but anyways right into high school news shall we oh yes sir starting the old 574 oh yes sir so we're gonna do our <clears throat> schedule breakdown we finally i finally get to do it this time because nick is here um then we're doing laville that way he that way nick can actually participate in this one. That's how it be. That is how so, it be. LaVille football schedule for this year, same as last year, but if you don't know it, uh, August 18th, they faced arch rival Bremen at Bremen. And looking at the tape, uh, Nick, LaVille is 3-0 and against Bremen in their last three matchups. Really? Yes, sir. Wow. Okay. Uh, actually, f- four. And oh, against Bremen in the last four matchups. So going back all the way to the old NIC era, and that was back in 2014, it was the first time LaVille had beaten Bremen in a while. Uh, LaVille won at home 20 to 19 back in 2014. Okay. Then we fast forward to, I believe it was 2019. Yeah, they're actually 4 0. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say 4-0 originally? I said 3, and I corrected myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then 2019, LaVille dominated Bremen at Bremen 27-7. to Yeah. And then the last two years, uh, LaVille beat Bremen in 2021, 14-12. And then this past year, Notre, uh, yeah, no, Notre Dame. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's looking um, like a Notre Dame score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely it does. Uh, LaVille absolutely smoked Bremen 42 to nothing. Yes, sir. And Louisville Lancers are under a new head coach, Jeff Kaiser. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. They are. Yep. Uh, it's a new era for Louisville football. Um, we have. I have no idea what to expect from this team, honestly. I don't either, and I don't know much about Kaiser. Um, so I guess it's just kind of up in the air where he takes it from here. But I'm thinking week one, the dub. I definitely agree. I think LaVille can easily beat Bremen, and I'm expecting a 35-7 to win for the Lancers. Wow. Okay. 35-7. to You're going to let... When is Bremen going to score the seven points? Garbage time. Okay. 
So like it's gonna it's gonna be a running clock. The rear end of fourth quarter, basically. Yeah, okay. basically. Yeah. All right, all right. And then Laville follows that up with a game home against Triton on, on August twenty fifth at seven p.m. Lancer Stadium. I'm thinking that's a dub. Yeah, I'm expecting a dub too. And I don't know there. I don't know last their... year. Yeah, last year Triton went. Uh, we all we beat Triton fifty six to fourteen. I highly expect Laville to win easily again. Give me a forty two to six win for the Lancers. Wow! 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 So in twenty twenty one, we only beat Triton seven to zero in overtime. Yeah. So had some close games. Mm-hmm. Had some close games. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm still saying a dub no matter what. Pioneer, the following game, September 1st, home game against Pioneer at 7.30 nonetheless. Travel time for Pioneer. Right. And honestly, I don't think they have anyone good on Pioneer anymore. Uh, so, yeah, Pioneer has gone downhill ever since the loss of Jack Kaiser. Um, and the Twins. Yeah, and the Llewellyn twins. Um, so Pioneer, unless there's some miracle down there in Royal Center and everyone snaps into place and Pioneer becomes what they were, uh, LaVille's going to win easily over Pioneer. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm saying I'm saying 3-0 to start off. Or 4-0, sorry. 4-0 to start off the, the entire season. You mean 3-0? We've only done the first three games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't know what I'm going to say for the next oh, one. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Game. So I, I give me a... 41 to 3 win for the Lancers. Wow. The problem is, I'm not going to do scoring because I don't know how the scoring will work this year because we lost a lot of seniors. Yeah. But the that I would say the core, mo- there are a lot of people coming back. Okay. But okay. I mean, yes, we did lose a lot of players. We basically lost most of the offense and defense. Right. But we don't know. We don't know. That's true. We just don't know. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Week four. Yep. September 8th. Another home game for LaVille. Yeah, they three, faced Winnemac. Three-game homestand. I'm interested at in that. At 730. At Lancer Field. I'm saying a loss. Wow. I'm saying a loss. Lancer football, I'm calling it right now. They have an issue where they get on a win streak and they get cocky. And they'll lose a game. Now, I know this last season they went – did they go undefeated? They went uh, 9-0 and in the regular season. Right. Okay. And they lost to Andrea. I mean, well, actually, what was Winamax's record last year? I'm predicting one loss this year, and I kind of gave it to them. Winamax went 2-8. and eight. Last year? Last year. Well – but the following the year before, with with wins over teams that barely won a game last year. <laughs> okay, they, they beat Caston, and maybe. if that says anything to the people that listening in the five seven four area, that should maybe tell you. I'm gonna track that L. I'm gonna put a W. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> lose to them. Uh, follow next week, week five, September fifteenth at Caston at seven o'clock. Uh, that's a dub. That's a dub. If yeah. that's not a dub, uh, they should just walk off the field. And be very ashamed of what they just crapped out. Now, here's where the tough part of the schedule comes in. These th- next three games are yeah. going to be the toughest ones. Yes. So, September 22nd, home against Knox. 
loss. Yeah. Because the Ville won at Knox last year by one point. I remember this. So I think Knox is going to come in with a lot of revenge, and they're going to get a win. But it's going to be close. Yeah, I would say it's a close game, but it's still a loss. Yeah. I just think it, the last last year we squeaked it out. I mean, squeaked it out. Oh, so yeah. I think that's a loss. Their next game, uh, the following week, 29th, uh, at John Glenn. Ah, that's a tough one. I don't know how good. Let's look. And, and Glenn's John Glenn schedule. went six and five last year. Okay, but you so gotta they're remember, like they're in the NIC. Well, right, formally in the right. NIC. Yeah, that's just a. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't like to bet against Laville, but I have to say they're probably going to take two losses here. I think they're going to lose to Knox. I think they're going to lose to Glenn because lost a lot of our offensive threats. I think it's going to take a few games, especially because the beginning part of the season you're kind of looking at. Like the easiest schedule ever. Right. Bremen through Caston, week one, two, three, four, five, six. No, just five. Five. Um, those are going to be kind of easy ones. I think they're going to come off this loss at Knox, be a little rambled. I think they're going to lose to Glenn. So I'm predicting two losses right there back to back. I'm going to say a win. Okay. Um, just because LaVille, the last few years, has been dominant against Glenn. Oh, have they really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think it's I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think Glenn in the first half is going to come out like sky high because Oville is going to be like coming off a loss. Mm-hmm. So, but you know they'll turn it around in the second half and get that dub. All right. Then at North Judson, October sixth, loss. Because we got to remember what happened last year in the Laville North Judson game. Yeah. According to North Judson, a controversial touchdown by our one and only Noah Richhart, which should have been called down at the one-yard line yes. due to forward progress being stopped. However, that wasn't the case. Laville won. But, yeah, North Judson's going to come out, and they're going to win. Close okay. game. I'm going to say the – they lose. Or rather, I think North Judson loses. I think Clavel wins. Oh. And I think we bite them two yeah. years in a row. Okay. Okay. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's confidence, just not against Knox or Glenn, okay. apparently. Oh, okay. And then Culver. That's He's, a dub. That's a dub. <laughs> <laughs> that is an easy dub. Yeah. So I have Laville going eight and one. Seven and two. Mm. I think they're going to pick up two wins this year. Or two, <laughs> two <laughs> losses. They're going to pick up two Jeez. losses this year. Goes from seven and two, and they're going to pick up two wins. Not so from <laughs> seven and two to two and seven. Uh, that's that's my predictions. We wish the best. We wish the best of luck to Laville football for the season. And we will probably uh well, Kenny will probably be out there. I don't know if I will. I guess there's one game I could theoretically be at. So we'll see. Oh, we'll see. Okay. See what happens. All right. All right. On to the 
next bit of news. I guess I'll take this yeah, one. You got to take this one. Uh, so my sister, uh, as all of you know, well, you probably don't know, but Lucy Shirk uh, received the Dale E. Cox Female Athlete of the Year Award from the La Paz Lions and the LaVille Athletic Department. Uh, Lucy participated in volleyball for all four years, finished with almost 250 kills and over 130 blocks. Basketball, she helped lead the Lady Lancers to the first ever TCU by county title in 30 years with a 19-7 and record, which was their first ever winning season since 2017, 2018, and to the sectional championship game, which was the first time since 2012, 2013. And also, in the TCU by county, she won MVP, which tidbit of information tcu is renaming themselves to everwise credit union now so lucy has won the last tcu by county mvp award ever to be handed out for girls basketball for girls basketball yes the right. last one officially went to colin zarnacki oh okay oh that's right because yeah they yeah but um those two are the last ones to ever win the tc actually no those are not mvp awards by tcu that's the pilot news Oh, that's true. So Lucy got to participate in the last girls basket, uh, girls TCU by county tournament. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. Well, championship game too. So there you go. Tournament in general. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, uh, did all this sectional championship game, uh, scored 11.2 points per game and grabbed just over seven rebounds a game. She was a beast in the paint. Track and field also helped lead the throwers program to three straight sectional titles and shot put during her career. Just was edged out this last senior year by some um, some girls down south. So, yeah. Anyways, congratulations to Lucy. Uh, she had a fantastic couple of years. We're proud of her. And, uh, yeah, she's going to do – she's not doing any sports in college. So, she's done with all that. She's just going to focus on nursing. Mm. Mm. Where's she going again? Ivy Tech. There's no sports at Ivy Tech. And anyway, so – Exactly. Can't, can't do it. Exactly. <laughs> On to our next tidbit of information. Also, the the male athlete of the year award for the Levitt Lancers went to Owen Smith. Ah, so congratulations to him. We don't have any stats pulled up for him, so I didn't see anything on the Levitt website for him. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> this is on the athletic department. Uh, on to our next tidbit of information. Uh, the Indiana Kentucky All Star Game occurred on Saturday, June tenth. Uh, Indiana won by 21 points. It was scored of 95 to 74. Marcus Burton, of course, from Penn, scored 26 points and was, of course, named MVP for the game. And Indiana started the game on a 17-0 and run. And I don't know why we're battling Kentucky because we're the freaking Hoosiers. Like, who's going to beat us? Not some Kentucky person. Yeah, not the schmucks down in Kentucky, that's for sure. <laughs> Those hillbillies. I mean, if you want to play a an all-star game play someone from another state you know there you go. i guess i mean i guess you could do north and south in indiana but that would have that, been a... that just gets redundant yeah because you have north versus south in the state title games mm -hmm. anyway so mm -hmm. yeah anyways i was just joking anyways but uh good game to marcus burton of course and i think he's going to notre dame right yes sir okay. cool yes sir there's your notre dame news <laughs> no, there, there's a little bit more later on. <laughs> okay, so on to New Prairie softball. Uh, they won their first ever girls state title in yeah girls softball state title uh, Friday night, June 9th. They beat Tri West Hendricks four to two. Which I was listening to the podcast you did last week. Tri West used to be named a different name, correct? No. Oh, 
Okay, I thought there was a different. Okay, never mind then. Let's move on. <laughs> that's their first ever state title, so that's pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, I did not realize that New Prairie was making a championship run till last week. So there's that. Hey, there you go. Maybe they can come out and play for the church. We need them. Any of you guys want to play so put <laughs> slow pitch softball, contact Steve Cox. <laughs> I won't church, give out I won't give out his phone number. <laughs> yeah. The, how can we better pray for you? I want to be on your church softball team. We we'll take anybody. You have to be I think you gotta be over breathing. You have to be breathing. Well, yes. You gotta you, you gotta be breathing. <laughs> But like an age, I think you got to be. 15. I think it'd be, yeah. I think fifteen, fifteen or sixteen. It seems like I think it's fifteen. Okay, yeah, got to be fifteen. Mm-hmm. We'll take we'll take boys or girls at this point. We'll take anybody. I noticed in all the games that we've played, there have never been no females. There's usually one team that has a girl. But my I mom guess. used to be on a, the softball team, so at our old church. So she was a catcher though. So I was just trying to follow in her footsteps, but. She's her days of that are done. But anyways, uh, more softball news. <laughs> the Penn Kingsmen won the Class Four A state title against the number three team in the country, according to Max Preps, and they were the number one team in the Four A division. Ron Colley, yes sir. Okay, two to one. They won two to one in nine innings. Ava Zachary tripled in the top of the ninth and scored on a wild, wild pitch. Kingsman pitcher Olivia. Oh, I know you said Signorino. Signorino. I was like, I know you said it in the last one. Signorino. Uh, Signorino uh, went five point two and finished with one hit, one run, one earned run, three hits, and five strikeouts. So this is the first ever state title for the Kingsmen. Sorry, not first ever. Just the first state title for the Kingsmen in softball since nineteen ninety nine. Congratulations to both New Prairie softball and the Penn's Kingsmen softball. Team. I will correct you on. Oh yes, so one thing, two things. So Olivia Signorino is now six and zero with that win. Oh, okay, yes. And that five point two is <clears throat> read five and two thirds. Uh, okay. So we're going by innings. Innings. There's three outs. Oh, I see. So she went okay. five innings, and then she didn't get all the way through the five innings, so she made it to two outs. Oh. So that's five and two thirds. I fixed it. Didn't know you could do that, could you? So it's now 5.2 and a third. <laughs> there we there go. We okay. Go. You know what? I'm moving on to King. I'm moving on to Kingsman baseball. And, All right. And I will say uh, that nine innings, uh, girls softball has played in seven innings. Oh, so they were tied up at one point. Yes, sir. Okay. Penn led one to nothing. Then Ron Colley scored on a home run. That was all the scoring until top of the ninth. Yikes. Okay. And yes, okay. that Indianapolis Ron Collie, they were thirty one and three coming into the game. Whoa. Thirty one, three and three. They had a tie. Number three team in the country. That's crazy. That's okay. Yeah, impressive win. Just impressive win for softball all around. Kingman's baseball. Kingsman baseball, yes, sir. Uh, so the 4A defending state champions, Penn Kingsman, defeated Lake Central in the first round of semi-state in the port. That was last week. I don't remember the day because I didn't put it down. That's my bad. Uh, they won 7-6. to six. Uh, Kingsman pitcher Adam Lehman got the win and went six innings and got six Ks. 
Dawson French came into the game in the seventh as a closer. The bases loaded and no outs, picked up a K, then picked up a double play to seal the win. And that allowed the Kingsmen, I was about ready to say the Lancers there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they're making it very far in baseball. (laughs) Especially in 4A. Yeah, probably not. So the Kingsmen advanced to the semi-state championship game, and they played Hamilton Southeastern. And they picked up that dub June 10th. That's when the game was against Lake Central. There you go. June 10th. There you go. Okay. Um, And the Kingsmen won one to nothing. Fun fact, also on a wild pitch. Oh, okay. Same as the Kingsman softball team. Oh, they were pretty in sync then. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, hey, that works. And Dawson French, through a complete game, went all seven innings, had five Ks. Hamilton found uh, Hamilton Southeastern finishes the year 20 and 15, regional champions and sectional champions. So the Kingsman now will defend their state title against Center Grove for the state title Saturday, June 17th at Victory Field down in Indianapolis. All right. And is that a, a rematch? Is that who was in it last year? Do we know? That is a new matchup. Okay, cool. So they've got some new ground to cover with them. Mm-hmm. I get to do the Notre Dame news today. This is so strange. This does not usually happen. Jack Swarbrick. 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 Jack Schwarbrick. Anyways, he is stepping down as the athletic director at the University of Notre Dame in July of 2024. So he gave them them, uh, some time, I guess, to find someone. But it looks like they already found someone uh, because he served as the the athletic director for the past 15 years. But they've already found Pete Bevequa. Hold on. Bevequa. Bevequa. Okay. I maybe would have gotten there. Uh, Anyways, he'll be, be the successor to Schwarbrick. He's currently the chairman of NBC Sports Group and was the president until promoted in September of 2020. So he's been in the world of sports. Also served as the CEO of the PGA America for six years before joining the NBC Sports Group. So Notre Dame's looking like it's coming into good hands. Yeah. I guess. Yes. So So Swarbrick has laid the foundation by hiring all of the coaches. It's just weird that he's picking 2024 to step down. It's like, if you're going to step down, just step down. It is. Maybe he thinks that something's going to happen this next year where he needs to be around. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe a win, a big yeah. dime dub. Who knows what's going to happen out there? Yeah. Wacky, wild Wednesdays. Exactly. Casual Fridays. Anyways. On to some wild news here. Yes, First this is wild. First time ever news. So, did you know about the D3 <laughs> women's softball National championship, Nick? <laughs> of course. I always pay attention to the Division Three sports. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did mm-hmm. any of our uh, listeners out there know about it? Because if not, <laughs> no. I'll tell you about it. So D3, a little school called Trine University, formerly known, I believe, uh, I don't remember what the name used to be. Sorry. My bad. That's just sad. Yeah. You can look it up. I'm going to. Uh, so Trine University won the D3 National Championship on Wednesday. What was Wednesday? It used to be called Tri-State Normal College. There we go. Well, this specifically says normal, like Tri-State Normal. Tri-State. That's what it used to be. Okay. Tri-State. Thanks, Nick. You're welcome, Ken. And what was Wednesday, by the way? What was this past Wednesday? Yeah. The 7th? Thank you. So Trine University won the D3 <laughs> 
Softball National Championship Wednesday, June 7th. There you go. After beating Salisbury in a doubleheader, one to nothing. Now, here's my question. Is this Salisbury steak? I thought the same thing when I read that. It's got to be. It's got to be where it comes from. Anywho, that, moving on. That, that's why Salisbury lost. Exactly. They didn't have enough steak. And Trine brought the thunder and the lightning. And the gravy. Ooh, the gravy. Anywho. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, this is the first state title. Oh, state title, yes, exactly. Yeah. It is the first title for the Thunder in softball. Um, and try and finish the season with an impressive 46-6 and record. Yeah, that's pretty insane. And, and I don't know if you knew this. You probably you probably did because you probably listened to oh, one of, of the episodes. Yeah. Uh, they threw back-to-back perfect games. That's that's an accomplishment in and of so, itself. If you're asking what is a perfect game, I will tell you. It is when the pitcher throws a no-hitter. A no-hitter is exactly what it sounds like. Doesn't allow the other team to get a hit. However, the pitcher also doesn't allow any walks. That is a perfect game. It's pretty crazy that it happened back-to-back. I mean, it, it happens rarely in the MLB, but back-to-back games in the MLB, that is unheard of. Yes. So that's a I crazy think, accomplishment. I think MLB, there's been 17 perfect games, 18 okay. perfect games, and I know the White Sox have two of them. Okay. Well, also, I guess we're really comparing, like, apples to oranges. Yeah, because it's MLB. And anyways, it's a, a perfect game's a big deal. So, anyways, that's just awesome. Congratulations to trying. We actually have some alumni that go to our church. I actually have an, an alumni that goes to our church. Yeah, just one. Yep, that uh, just graduated from trying. So. It is Riley Michael Stephen Cox. Wow. Just really threw his whole name out there like that. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna Social security number. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. <clears throat> and then on to the Women's College World Series for softball. We just can't get enough softball, apparently. No. Uh, Oklahoma, who has been on fire this season, finished the season on a 53-game win streak. Sooners swept Florida State to win their third straight national championship in women's softball. The final record for them, 61-1. and And their one loss came against Baylor Back in February. So I guess Baylor's probably patting themselves in the back right now. But the Sooners dominated this season, and oh they're probably going to dominate next season and the following one. So, yeah, we'll probably be talking about them next spring, if I had to guess. We also may be mentioning uh, Oklahoma softball in another podcast we do. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, I'm not even going to go into the detail. I'm just going to allow the listeners to say, you know what? I want to know gotta about try, that. Got to listen to all of them now. Go, <laughs> exactly. go check them all out. Yeah. It'll be, a, it'll be in a new episode, not one of the older ones. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> college football news. A brief, brief news. Yes. So USF, the University of South Florida, announced that they will be building a new 35,000-seat stadium on campus. Uh, this has been something that has been lobbied for years, by the way. And they've previously played all their home games in Hard Rock Stadium, formerly Sunlight Stadium, formerly the Orange Bowl. <laughs> it's been it's been everything. It down gets there. passed around. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's Miami. What do you expect? Uh, yeah, but I it might be a nice stadium. I don't, I, do we have any design concepts, or they just announced they're nope. going to build it? Okay, cool. Well, what are you going to do? 
basically, the rest of college football is just another stadium update. So, in the recent passing of Senate Bill 326 in Indiana. This is not college football, by the way. That is true. It's not. I didn't think about that. This is minor league baseball news. Um, in the 574 still, though, so it's all right. Uh, in a recent passing of Senate Bill 326, uh, Indiana government number, uh, Four Winds Field, Stanley Kovaleski Regional Stadium, would receive, if it is passed, $2.5 million for some major updates such as adding upper decks and a convention center making the cove a year-round attraction now and not just a baseball season attraction Mm -hmm. uh the bill still needs to be passed in the indiana house and then would move on to the governor to be signed into law so it's a possibility this is going to happen could get shot down in the house if it passes that could still get shot down the governor so we'll have more updates on this as news comes out kenny tell me about the nba finals oh why, certainly, Because Nick. none of our picks happened, so that's sad. Oh, gosh, no. <coughs> our picks ended in <clears throat> conference semifinals. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Well your, well, your team that you picked made it. I did want the Heat to go, but I wanted the Heat to win the whole thing. <clears throat> Spoiler alert. Hey let's, let's, <laughs> hey, let's find out if they actually did or not. <laughs> Ooh, surprise! <laughs> Maybe maybe Nick was just you know I was pulling your chain everyone they didn't they actually just beat the Nuggets because I mean, he did it earlier it's true with with Laville it's true <laughs> he did it twice uh, I'm stepping so, back it's on you Kenny game three uh, if you've so game three game one and two um, Denver Denver won both of those games so they're up two. no not one and two. Oh, that's right. Won the first one. Heat won the second game. That's right. So, series tied 1-1 going into game three. Game three. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray both led the Nuggets to a game three win. That was Wednesday, June 7th, over the Heat, obviously. 109-94. Murray led the way for the Nuggets with 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Jokic yet again had a triple-double, no surprise. Nope. With 32 points, 21 rebounds, and threw in 10 assists. For the Heat, unfortunately, Jimmy Butler had 28 points, and Bam Adebayo had 22 points and 17 rebounds, but it just wasn't enough. Not when you have two players for the opposing team with triple-doubles. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. So at this point, the Nuggets led the series 2-1. Uh, game four followed on June 9th. Aaron Gordon helped lead the way to the Nuggets. Uh, <laughs> 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 Aaron Gordon helped lead the Nuggets to a game four win on that Friday over the Heat 108-95. to If you're noticing, these are not like close games anymore. Like we had game one was kind of a blowout. Game two, Miami kept it close. Uh, just want to see some foreshadowing. The rest of the games are kind of blowouts in a little sense. Not crazy blowouts, but anyways, Gordon for that game finished with 27 points. Jokic added 23 points, 12 rebounds. And Bruce Brown Jr., who is most that? random <laughs> player for the Nuggets that decided to just drop 21 points for the game. For the Heat again, Jimmy Butler had 25. Bam and Debayo had 20 points, 11 rebounds. They were one win away. 
from their first NBA title in franchise history. At this point... That's the Nuggets, by the way. Yeah, sorry, the Nuggets. Yeah, the Nuggets are one win away. It, like it, The thing is, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo were not playing bad. No. They were playing good basketball. The problem is, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray were on a different were level. And this comes to show you how Game 5 goes. Denver Nuggets are the 2023 NBA champions after defeating the Heat on Monday, June 12th, yesterday as of the recording of this, in Game 5. 94-89. to 89. It was a very low-scoring game, I thought. Didn't really yeah. break 100, but that's fine. Again, who else but Jokic led the way for the Nuggets with 28 points, 16 rebounds. Michael Porter Jr. added 16 points, 13 rebounds. Again for the Heat, Jimmy had 21. Bam and Abayo had 20 points and 12 rebounds. It's nothing that they couldn't do. It's just they kind of needed a bit more... Assistance, I guess. Yeah. The Heat kind of went into this underdogs and they came out of it underdogs. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They, uh, Jokic and Murray and Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, they're just, they're too much for Bam and DeBio yeah. and, and, um, and, yeah. And for Jimmy Butler to stop. Don't get me wrong. I love the Heat, but they were outmatched in this from the beginning. Yeah. If they had won, it had been an incredible story. If they lost, it's not really surprising because Nikola Jokic was playing out of his mind. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Um, that, was, that was basically for the whole playoffs, too. Yeah, he, he was mind. unguardable. No one, AD couldn't lock him down. Bam couldn't lock him down. No one can guard him because he'll just shoot a three and drain it, and then you go out to guard him, and he drives to the paint, and it's like, what do you do? What do you do? You get either double-team him, and then he just passes that part. Like, he, he reads the floor so well. So th- yeah. there's just nothing you can do. Anyways, congratulations, Denver Nuggets. They were not my pick, but they are who won. So a couple facts about this game. Mm-hmm. Jokic won the finals MVP. Yes. Yep. And uh, <clears throat> here's the other surprising news. We're going to go flashback to the Lob City era of L.A. Clippers. Lob City, that was Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. reason why I'm bringing this up? That team should have won a finals. Okay. They didn't. DeAndre Jordan's the first player of those three to win a ring. Because he was with the Nuggets, apparently. Yeah, he played yesterday. Like, we, the oh, most we, random... Yeah, he played. Oh! He was in the game for a little bit. He did play. He had finals minutes. Um, there are two other players, too. Jeff Green... And one other team, I can't remember the other guy's name, but they've they've all just like bounced around to like thirteen different teams in their careers, mm. and just ended up in the Nuggets this season, and they went all the way, so now they have a ring. And hey. they're like, okay, cool, that works. Yeah, I so, don't think they were necessarily <laughs> chasing. I think they just got picked up in free agency or something, and then kind yeah. of did their thing. So, but yeah, no, I that's it's just crazy. I I still can't believe that Chris Paul doesn't have a ring, but yeah. But and he's not getting that with the Suns. He's definitely because not. he has been waived. Actually, the Suns have decided to waive Chris Paul, making him a free agent uh, as of now, since the NBA Finals are over. So, well, I guess it actually starts in June or July. 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 Yeah, right. This month is June. Uh, so it starts in July. <clears throat> he will become a free agent. Uh, this <laughs> next piece of news. Um, <laughs> This happened at the NBA Finals in it was, Game 3. Yes, yep. Uh, so, apparently during halftime, they were doing something. I don't know what they were doing, but the Heat mascot was out there, and Conor McGregor was out there. Two most random people, well, one random person, 
Conor McGregor out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what led up to this, but Conor McGregor just absolutely punched the crap out of the Heat mascot. I mean, the mascot dropped like a, like a brick. <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. But then Conor McGregor decides, you know what? Let me get on top of him and punch him again. I I still <laughs> believe he thinks that this thing is like super padded and like, you know, like cushioned. So he was just punching foam. And I think what he was actually punching was the guy's internal organs, basically. Oh, he was punching him in the face. Yeah. Yeah. So the heat mascot got hospitalized. <laughs> Which is just the most <laughs> random NBA news. I didn't want to include this in here. Oh, but I was I'm, like, I'm so glad you did. <laughs> It's so like, glad you it did. breaks up the seriousness of, mm-hmm. of these random NBA news. Right. And I think McGregor was in Miami for his fight. He had a fight yesterday uh, for something. I think that's why he was there. So it's not totally random that he was there, but it is random that he was the one that they decided to come down there and have a professional boxer punch their mascot. Just doesn't seem like a smart idea. <laughs> but oh, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, in other news, the Suns again. Uh, the Sun, there's a lot of news about the Suns. I feel like this this off season so far, which is quite yeah. strange. Um, but the Phoenix Suns are looking f- into different trade options for DeAndre Ayton, so he might become a either trade aid. Well, he'll either be a free agent if they release him, or uh, I think they actually have to trade him. I don't think he can be a free agent. I think yeah. he has yeah, to be traded. To be so traded. okay, cool. So yeah, he's got to be traded. Um, and I guess they're looking into packages for that. And then Toronto. Has hired former Memphis Grizzlies assistant Darko Rajakovic. Ryakovich. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that was my attempt. As their next head coach. Uh, no details. Just or hired you. Cool. All right. Cool. Cool. That that was what Woj said. Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj. It's just easier Woj. to say it that way. I well, if I say Woj, there's going to be someone out there that says. Who's Woj? Very famous uh, NBA insider, I guess, is yes. the best way to put it. Okay. Yes. And then, finally, in the uh, NBA, Fred Van Vliet declined his $2.8 million player option for this upcoming year with the Toronto Raptors, and he will be an unrestricted free agent in July. I think he needs to end up on the Bulls. He would be a great fit on the Bulls. Wouldn't he? He re- would replace um, Lonzo Ball. This was actually – this may be – we can put this in as NBA news. Uh, there are beliefs within the Chicago Bulls organization, rumors, if you would, that Lonzo Ball will probably never play basketball again. That's not surprising. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I think he'd be a great replacement for Lonzo Ball. Hey, Fred, if you listen to the sports <laughs> podcast, please come to the Chicago Bulls. I would or love – Or Indiana Pacers, by, for that matter. Either one. I don't care. I just yeah, – I like Fred Just one of those so. Anyways, on to some incredibly – this was the most random news of the week. I had no idea this was even happening. Um, Major League Soccer news. Inter-Miami CF, which is Club International Day Football, or Inter-Miami, whatever you want to call it, has picked up coveted soccer star Lionel Messi, declined, might I add, a $2 billion payment from a Saudi Arabian League team, I believe. Or some Middle Eastern team. I can't remember what it is. But he was basically offered like two... I think it was a billion or two billion dollars to come and play for them for a couple of years. And he's turned it down. Came to Miami. So and this is Lionel Messi, the Argentinian 
player for their um, yes. for the national team and former FC Barcelona player. Yes, this is the biggest pickup for an MLS team since the LA Galaxy signed. I do not know how to say that name. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Okay. Anyways, back in 2018, they signed him. That was the big, big deal back then. Uh, but this is an even bigger deal. The ticket prices for this game went from being like I think fifty something dollars a piece to like two hundred was the minimum, and tickets have sold out yes. for the home games already. I think it took a day yes. for tickets to sell out for yeah. home games. So that's that's just insane. But anyways, yeah, that's that's the MLS news of the week. I I I didn't even know he was planning on leaving, um, but. Yeah, so he got a great package. Yeah, uh, I saw that, and I was like, I got to include that. Yeah. Well, on top of that, he also his contract is insane because he gets a ton of money. He gets, like, all the Apple Apple TV payouts, all of the, like, he gets a bunch of stuff from all of their sponsors, like, anytime stuff is bought. I don't know. His... He's going to make a lot of money. Not a billion dollars, but he's going to make a lot of money. So, basically, what... What we're saying is Lionel Messi is now the owner of Inter Miami. <laughs> Basically. Um, but the owner is actually David Beckham. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, the more you know. L.A. Galaxy player. Right. There you go. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic. Yes. I got the last name. I don't know if I got the first one. but Zlatan. Basically, if we were to put this into like NBA or NFL. I guess we'll do, we'll do NFL. If we were to put this into NFL, it'd be like... Tom Brady joining a football team in China. Yeah. <laughs> so if that can help you kind of compare that. Or like Steph Curry playing for the Shanghai Stars or whatever that team is. Yeah, it'd be like Tom Brady going to the Canadian Football League. There you go. Yeah. So it's very, like, random, but I – okay, cool. Anyways. Speaking of random, <clears throat> yes, I thought NHL, the same thing when I saw this in the NHL, doc. if you're wondering how the Stanley Cup finals were going, we're going to tell you. Of course. So, the Vegas Golden, Golden Knights held a 2-0 lead in the Stanley Cup final after uh, game two. Uh, they won 7-2 over the Florida Panthers. I forgot to put that in there, by the way. It's okay. I, I knew who you were talking about. So, Vegas goalie Aiden Hill finished with 29 saves on 31 shots. That's a 93.5 uh, save percentage right there. And then, so game three was set for Thursday, June 8th. Florida Panthers won that one by the score of 3-2. to two. Panthers goalie Sergi Bobrovsky okay. finished with 25 saves on 27 shots. You're going to get a pattern here. There's a pattern to the saves here. Okay. That's a 92.6 save percentage. Uh, Golden Knights goalie Aiden Hill finished with 20 saves on 23 shots. That is a 87% save percentage. And Carter Verhagney. Verhagney. <laughs> that's how I'm going to say it. Yeah, that's good we to probably be. butchered it. Sorry if you listen, by the way. <laughs> Scored the game-winning goal for the Panthers. And the Vegas, and so the series is now 2-1. to one That favor. was an overtime win for the Panthers, by the way. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Two to one, and game four was set for Saturday, June 10th. Vegas defeated the Panthers. Uh, that was Saturday, June 10th. Yep. Three to two. Uh, Golden Knights are now one win away from their first ever Stanley Cup 
in franchise history. Vegas goalie Aiden Hill again finished with 29 saves on 31 shots. Again, another 93.5 save percentage. And Panthers goalie Sergi Bavrovsky finished with 28 saves on 31 shots. And Vegas leads the series 3-1. to one. And I believe game five is tonight. Correct. Game five is tonight. In Vegas. Oh, is it really in Vegas? Okay. Yes. Yeah, they have a chance to, to close this out. I'll be interested to see if the I Panthers... I think Vegas is going to do it. Yeah, I, if I just say I think Vegas does it too, Panthers might have a shot. But in Vegas, I don't think so. I just don't think so. Now on to the most random news of the day. More than the MLS. The PGA Tour and the LIV or Live Golf have tentatively merged. And this is actually not tentatively. This is a permanent thing now, apparently. Oh, it's actually been it's been passed by everything? I believe so, yes. This deal still needs somewhat I think I think you're right. I think it still needs to be passed somewhat by the policy board for the PGA, and then it has to be voted. But I'm pretty positive it passed most of the board stuff already. I think. Don't quote me on that. But I okay. think at some point I heard something about that. Yeah, this really screwed over a lot of the PGA Tour golfers. Not so much the, the live golfers by any means. Um, they kind of got a bunch of payout money and then just got to go back to the PGA. But there were PGA people like Tiger Woods who turned down a like, oh, it was a something like $500 million, I think, minimum contract or 500 I think it was million. It was a lot of money he turned down to stay in the PGA because at one point you couldn't be in the LIV and PGA at the same time. You kind of had to choose. And so he, uh, yeah, he turned that down. So it kind of screwed over Tiger Woods and there's a couple other PGA golfers. And so there's been some, there's been some uproar about it uh, just in terms of maybe we shouldn't let these people bend to our exclusive club, but uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. I, I know nothing about, golf yeah i really only know that it kind of screwed over a lot of pga golfers and not so much the liv so mm. i don't know if there's something going on in the background that we're going to learn about soon but if it is we'll let you guys know next week on the sports podcast actually i won't i won't be here oh that's right sadly sadly i won't Nick be here be gone again i will be gone I will actually be i'm different... gonna be gone too so there will be no sports podcast next week at all we'll see you guys in two weeks i guess but yeah. we're gonna take a week off yeah we need a break <laughs> <laughs> yeah i need a break yep for sure uh but uh, yeah it's been good hope you guys enjoyed if so subscribe share tell like. your friends yeah like i don't know if you can do that do everything if you can just do it do all the things do all the things yeah we'll see you guys next time Hey guys, it's Kenny, host of The Good Fight. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more, you can check out our website at thelugnutspodcastgroup.com for all information related to the podcast and where to listen to us. You can also follow the Patreon page for exclusive benefits for the show. Join us next time for The Good Fight.